Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. This is your host, Leslie Regalado, and I have a question for you. Have you ever held on to something so tightly that you never realized that you holding on to that and you clenching your hands together was not allowing you to receive everything that was out there for you, that was available to you the whole time. Our guest today is Paula Nicole Good, and she is talking about exactly that, how to let go of what or who's not for you. She's going to take us on her journey of how she's gone from a nursing career of many years and now is doing that along with transformation of coaching. So how she went from nursing to transformation of coaching, everything in between, and just everything she's learned along the way. And I believe that us learning from each other is a powerful way to learn. And so many times that we can learn from someone else's experience, we can pull out the lesson without having to go through the experience ourselves. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. Let's go ahead and get right in. I love getting to know people and I love getting to know their stories and all the behind the scenes that happened for you to get to where you're at. So we'll get started by having you introduce yourself. So you can go ahead and just kind of share a little bit about yourself. Okay. So my name is Paula Nicole Good and I'm a registered nurse and I'm also a transformation coach. And with my transformational coaching, I primarily help women find success in life through uh, different avenues. Um, but to focus on better relationships, whether they're romantic relationships, family, friendships, to um, have better uh, choices professionally or in their career, um, and to also find their purpose in life. And I focus on helping them gain that through subconscious mindset shifting and emotional healing. Awesome. That sounds a lot like um, just being an amazing, freaking awesome friend that's helping guide them through their life and all the decisions that come along with it. Yes, I like we all need that. Uh, yeah, and and for the longest, even in my nursing career, I've done that. So um, as a life coach, now I actually have a process and a more structured way of doing it that actually gets people results. Where before I was just kind of talking, and I wish I could have helped them more. Now I have something where I can. I love that. You know what? It's funny because um, I started in the coaching industry kind of the same way. I had been doing it for free for so long, <laughs> like with friends and family and people. I just kind of started working with here and there. And I was just not purposely, but I would just kind of help guide them in different ways. And just kind of having that that gift, you know, of not I won't say gift of wisdom, but just gift of guidance somehow. Like you just kind of see things and feel things differently. And eventually, you know, once it led me to coaching, like you said, you now have a process, like an actual, like not a step-by-step, -step, but a guide of how to get them from point A to point B, as opposed to just sharing the knowledge and sharing the knowledge over and over, not really with a purpose. Exactly. So I love that. And how long have you been in nursing? I've been a nurse since 2000. Um, and I just stepped into formal uh, life coaching in 2020, so just last year. Wonderful. So what made you make that transition, like, or not even transition, but just add that into your life? Because after being a nurse for that length of time, um, like, did you have this like gut desire feeling that you kind of wanted something different? Like, 
I feel like, you know, nursing is, is a really, um, a career that where there's a lot that's required of you, you know? So for you to then come and now serve people in this way, just sounds like it could be a lot, but what made you go from being a nurse and just kind of that being what you loved and now adding this onto your life? Okay. Well, with a lot of layers, um, with my nursing career, I, I've been in several different specialties. I started out as a med surge nurse and that's just general uh, nursing. Then I went into um, working with kids who were in um, a psychiatric center. Then I went into ICU, labor and delivery. Then I left bedside nursing um, completely and stepped over into what's called nurse informatics. And it's basically a combination of nurse science, computer science and technology. Oh. And I was working with nurses and doctors and helping them um, with be, being comfortable with the electronic health records. Then I left that position and became an IT analyst. And with that, I was helping nurses help patients. But through all of that, I, I received a lot of great experience. I've had a lot of uh, awakenings and aha moments. But through it all, I always felt like there was more and I would have opportunities that would come up where I could become an executive uh, level uh, leader or do some other things. And it just never felt right. And through all of that time, I actually had some personal things that happened. Um, I went through a divorce. Um, and even with that, that, that gave me a bit of an awakening. I have two daughters and they were very young at the time that I divorced. Um, so everything was very stressful. And last year, I actually took a moment to um, just take some time off. It was about four weeks and I just got still. And during that stillness, I kept saying to myself, there's more for me and I have to figure out what it is. And during that time, I did a lot of self-reflection and I just started asking myself, what do I like to do? What am I passionate about? Passionate about? And at the time I was connected to a coach who was working on helping people become coaches. And I had known her for some while, for, for a while and watched her transition. And I started writing just a list of different things I could do with my, using my nursing wisdom, my personal experience and life coaching just finally came to me. And the opportunity had, had come to me a year before, but I didn't see it. But this time I had the clarity to see it. And I'm like, yes, I can do this. I, this is me. This is who I am. This is what that more is. And now I can take my nursing experience and apply it to what I do and help people as a whole. Because as nurses within our scope of practice, we don't focus on the disease process. We focus on the whole person. So now I'm able to truly help people in a way where I'm not as limited, like we're in the hospital, I have limits. I don't have that limit now. That's beautiful. And you're right. I think so much, so many of the reasons why people end up in a hospital with disease is because of the disease within their body, you know, so being able to help them through that is, I think, a very unique experience. The other thing that I was going to say is, as I'm hearing you talk about like the different, you know, places you've been when it comes to work, you know, different positions, I just can't help but notice that maybe that was kind of like you searching for that something more unknowingly, 
You know, I feel like I've met people who have been at their jobs for like 25 years, 30 years, like they're happy. They're not looking for anything else. But there's some of us that kind of not jump around, but even within what we do, we're like, you know, moving this way and that way and kind of just trying to figure out what it is. Um, and, And I love that. I love that you didn't stand still because number one, you gained so much experience. I mean, it sounds like it wasn't like within the same thing. I mean, it's just, you literally just jumped all over the place and gained so much knowledge and experience. And I think it just prepared you for such a time as this, you know, you're able to bring all of that. So one of the things that I love when it comes to coaching is that when our clients work with us, they don't just get like, you know, coach, they get a coach plus everything else that we've experienced, you know? So it's, I feel like there's just so much knowledge and wisdom that we get to share with our clients as a result. I mean, I can't even imagine how many different people someone would need to talk to in order to gain all the knowledge and experience that you've been through in your life, you know, with a divorce, being a single parent, working in all those different areas of nursing, now with life coaching. I mean, it's, it's kind of neat when you think about it, that you get so many people in one when you actually connect with someone that's had that kind of experience. So what was, um, what's been some of the obstacles, because you say you just started like about a year ago. So as you were getting started, was there any challenges, Paula, that you experienced, whether they were mindset challenges that you kind of had just within you, or did anyone else say anything? Like, I know when I was, when I went from the healthcare field, I was a radiation therapist to doing network marketing. People were like, really? You're going to go pedal lipstick? Like, are you kidding me? You know, just people have their own judgment. And, you know, I think so many people think you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job. Yay. You know, that's it. No one really thinks of what happens after that. You know, am I going to pivot? Am I going to switch things up? So for you, what's been some of those obstacles or struggles that you've had to overcome? Well, um, a lot of my struggles were with mindset. Um, With my divorce, um, and I'll just be transparent, I was married to someone who could be classified as a narcissist. So I had to deal with a lot of the psychological abuse that comes along with that. And for me, the first thing that I had to do was recognize my strengths. I did not see that, but everybody else did, especially in my nursing career. There was a period of a year where I did travel nursing and I worked in three different states. And in many cases, I was one of the most experienced nurses on the floor. So I'm coming from another state as a most experienced nurse based on the fact of my location that I came from. I was going to a teaching hospital. So those nurses didn't have the same level of expectations that I had. And it was during that time where I started to see my strengths because so many people depended on me. Um, And then from there, I actually, once I decided to become a coach and I realized that I had that strength, I really had to open my eyes more to see what I was capable of doing and then remind myself of all the different things I've done, like from the time that I decided to do travel nursing, the time that I decided to divorce and leave with two toddlers, an infant and a toddler really, and go out on my own and and have a career and second job and just start all over and remind myself, well, you've been through more difficult times, so you can do this. And then the other thing was just learning. Um, I didn't know anything about marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. And I'm an introvert. So stepping out and showing my face and talking to people on social media and knowing it could be one person or a thousand people looking at me 
was something that did keep my voice a little quiet. And I was just like, well, what can I say to people? But then I recognized for me, it was just speak. Because like you said, with the knowledge I've gained over the years, I have always helped someone. And now when I talk, I realized there's always that one person and that's all that matters is that one person. And so I still have to work on it, but I always just focus on helping that one person and get that in my mind and speak as if I'm speaking to a friend. Love it. I heard um, a coach say recently, you know, you get the one before you get the 10, you get the 10 before you get the hundreds. And I think so many of us, we just, you know, we're following these people that have been in it for years or that have somehow magically, which we know it was a magically, but we feel like it is, have arrived and, you know, they're doing extremely well. And that's kind of where we're aiming for. I love it when people share, like from the very beginning, you know, what they've been through, that they did have one person, they've been rejected, they've had to, you know, overcome so many different obstacles because it helps us to understand that it's not going to be easy. But one of the things that I tell my clients all the time and that I'm always sharing online is, you know, it's not supposed to be easy, number one. And number two, time is going to pass anyway. You know, I heard someone say, um, who did I talk to last week? That she said that she wanted to go into, she was going to get her doctorate degree. And that she was at um, her supervisor. You know, she was, they were talking and she told her, you know, but I'm going to be 50 by the time I finish. Like, you know, that's like a long way away. And I'm going to be 50 years old. And I'm going to be like kind of old, you know, quote unquote. And her supervisor was like, you're going to be 50 anyway. You know, and I think so many times we feel like, oh my gosh, but this, and but I'm either too old or too young or the kid, whatever we bring up as a reason or excuse. And it's like, well, time is going to pass no matter what. We might as well spend it or invest it, figuring out what we're supposed to do, doing stuff we love, doing things that make us, that bring us joy and make us happy instead of just kind of like staying somewhere just because that's what we've done. It's what's familiar, which I think right. a lot of people tend to do. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that you just said right now was having to remember that you had done hard things. And I think so many people, I mean, there's very few women that, you know, are past their teens that have not been through life, you know, one way or another. And one of the things that I heard someone once say, and I don't know if you ever heard this, um, but they had like a trophy wall. They called it a trophy wall. And basically it was a wall where they took sticky notes or post-it cards or whatever the case may be. And they would kind of just put them all over the wall and they would write things that had been hard that they had overcome. You know, things that they'd done that maybe they thought they wouldn't do, things that were a bit harder, things that took them out of their comfort or familiar zone. And that was the wall they went to read. Anytime that they felt the imposter syndrome, anytime they felt like, oh, I can't, or, you know, will I, or whatever, the doubts start popping in and they would go to that wall. And I just, I can't help but think, you know, I don't know if you have a wall like that, but it sounds like you just went to that place. Maybe it was just mentally, or maybe it was actual physical of, okay, what have I done? You know, when you talk about divorce and you were with these two little babies, that has to be one of the hardest things to do because you weren't able to like stay home, chill, you know, receive a check every month. You said, you know, you had to get a second job. What were some of the hardest things that you had to deal with or that you had to overcome during that period of time? Because I can't even imagine, I'm sure some of the listeners are single parents. You know, there's a lot of single parents right now, single moms. What were some of the things that you had to like tell yourself and go through during that specific period? Well, um, honestly, for me, it was 
just truly believing in myself. And one thing that we as women don't notice is the things that we do, um, we classify as, I just did it. A lot of times those are our hard times. Like for me to make the decision to divorce, to make the decision to leave, knowing that when I left, you know, I had a, a friend say, when you leave, you know, you can't go back. Um, but then to leave and know that I had to take care of these two little girls. At first it was like, oh, this is going to be hard. But the truth of the matter was I was already the primary parent. Mm -hmm. I was already doing it. So now it's just a transition where maybe I'm going from 75% of the time to 85, 90% of the time, which I can do. I had um, a lot of support. And what really helped me get in my head were my friends. The people who saw me, who would speak to me, actually started listening to them. Because before I, I heard them, but I didn't listen. But then I started seeing myself through their eyes and they would say, oh, wow, you did such and such. And at first I would say, yeah, anybody can do it. But then they'd start saying, well, no, not everybody does that. <laughs> so I really truly had to believe in myself and also believe that no matter what happens, I will be okay. And there's always a, a bounce back. And one thing that I tell my friends and clients now that I had to learn is we often are holding on tight to that steering wheel, trying to drive down that road. We don't want to take that left. We don't want to take that right. We don't want to stop. But that may not be the road we're supposed to be on. And you won't know until you take your hands off that wheel, let the road open up, let the car just ride and go down whatever side road you go down because oftentimes there's better opportunities. Where I am now, I never would have thought I'd be an IT analyst, let alone a life coach. Even my home that I had, I, when I divorced, I walked away from my home. I just had my kids' furniture, my clothes, and that was pretty much it. My kids' clothes, I had mattresses on the floor. I gave every material possession up that I didn't feel like I absolutely needed and started from a, not, not rock bottom, but started from a bottom point. And what, what's happened since then is that I've gotten more than what I had. So before I was holding on to what I had, but once I let it go, I got more. And we often don't see the road we're meant to travel and we have to have faith. And that was the biggest lesson I had to learn. That's amazing. One of the things that I picture, because um, I've seen some of the pictures on, on Facebook, is like people holding on to something. And it's like the minute you let go, you open up your hands to receive yeah. what you're supposed to receive. And it's like so many times we're like holding on so tight, like you said. And it's like, just let it go. Because you can't receive anything when, you're when your fists are clenched. You know, it's like there's no space for anything else because you're holding on to something that you're not supposed to hold on to so tightly that there's no space for anything else. So what were some of the things, Paula, that like, were there practices? I mean, was there anything that you did for you to be able to, because I can't even imagine needed to make that decision. The first decision you made was, which, which was to leave, you know, to recognize that you had to leave, then to leave, you know, I think there's so many, I mean, I've worked with women now for almost two decades in one way or another. And I feel like as women, we, we don't have sometimes the confidence. So many people lack the confidence to make the decisions that they know they need to make. It's not that we don't know. 
we know we just refuse to accept a lot of times because this is what we know. You know, what are we going to do if? What's going to happen if? You know, always kind of going where we can't. And like you said earlier, we can do, we've done hard things. We can do them again. We will continue to do them because that's just life. Is that always, you know, amazing and wonderful and easy? You know, we don't learn in easy. So for you, were there, was there anything specific that you did to, that got you through that, that helped you to me? Because you said you had heard your friends, but now you actually started listening, paying attention. Anything specific that you did for you, personal development, I don't know, that helped you with that, that might help people that are listening? Yes. So um, the number one thing that I did is start understanding boundaries and peace. Um, One of the greatest lessons I learned when I did travel nursing, and I didn't realize it at the time, it was one of those hindsight 2020 things, is when you're out of a toxic environment, you get peace and your happiness comes to you. When I returned from travel nursing back into my home, because I was married at the time. Was this before you had kids or was it? Yes. Okay. It was before I had kids. I was still married. Um, And, you know, it's like I said, it's one of those things. I didn't realize what was happening Mm -hmm. as it was happening. But then when I look back, I said, oh, now it makes sense. But I was gone travel nursing. um, And while I was gone, I experienced a level of happiness and growth within that I didn't even see. But then when I got back home and I started having my children, I recognized that my happiness was starting to dwindle. And I was just like, well, where's it going? Like the birds singing don't sound beautiful anymore, you know? And um, once I left my marriage and really started to understand what happened as far as this toxic environment and how that really takes a toll on your happiness and peace, I made a, a decision that my peace was very important and anyone that disturbed that could not be a part of my life. And that actually wasn't like a one day decision. It took some time for me to work that out and figure it out because I had to understand exactly that meant no matter what your title was in my life, you could not disturb my peace. So whether you were a coworker, friend, family member, you could not disturb my peace. And I really had to make some hard decisions because I recognized there were some family members who fit that bill of um, being negative. So I had to draw those lines, set those boundaries. The other thing I started doing was um, having fun because I did not have fun in my life. Um, You know, we women, we work, we take care of our kids, we take care of the home. We're superheroes, we're we're a superwoman. And that's nice. However, it's not healthy for us. So I had to learn to have fun. And then once I got closer, into coaching, I I learned how to still my mind. We do a lot of thinking. And then even with my positions, I do a lot of thinking as an analyst, as a nurse, Um, even with my side job, I'm a a clinical content editor. I have to read and think. I have to uh, understand uh, clinical research. So I had to learn to stop thinking. (laughs) And I did that through meditation. And that helped me to still my mind. Um, But those three things of setting boundaries, finding ways to enjoy life, not just from on my own, but also with my children. And then um, uh, finding uh, stillness within me through meditation, that helped me significantly. And I keep that as a regular self-care practice. You know, we talk about self-care and yeah, I get my hair done, I get my nails done, but that's not my self-care. My self-care 
is keeping myself healthy, peaceful, happy, and in balance. And um, it took me some time to really get that solid in my life. But that's what truly helped me out. That's wonderful. Okay, so let's take a quick break because I want to share something super awesome with you. Are you ready to focus on how you can prepare and plan for the new month ahead in a realistic way? And are you ready to just take those baby steps towards your goals? We often overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can get done when we break down our audacious goals into monthly, weekly, and daily actionable steps. So I want to introduce to you a quick step-by-step guide that I created just for you. It's called How to Plan for a New Month in Business Step-by-Step Guide. So get ready to stop wondering where each month went and begin each month with intention. With a plan of action for growth, it's time to get back in the driver's seat of your life. So head on over to Instagram, find me at lessyregalado26, and click the link in my bio to download your free step-by-step guide. And as you prepare at the end of each month using your new monthly guide, make sure to tag me so I can give you a shout out in my stories for being super intentional with your new month. All right, let's get back to the episode. Thanks, you're right. So many of us are always go, go, go. I think I was talking to someone the other day and um, I did like this Facebook live show and we were talking about how, cause she's like, oh, so you do purpose and business coaching. I was like, yes. And she's like, oh my gosh, you know, this last year that, you know, because we were forced to stop, slow down, pay attention, feel the feelings, think the thoughts, you know, we, it's almost like, eh, stop. And I feel like so many people have started to really like, not analyze your life, but really just feel and think themselves into where they're at. Like, you know, the purpose, like, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. I think many of us are just always go, go, go that we don't slow down long enough to really understand the life that we're living. Do we love it? Do we not? Are we happy? Are we not? And one of the questions that I'm always asking myself, because I learned this from my coach and she said, if you're ever like stressed and anxious and just like not well, not aligned. The first question that she taught me to ask myself was if it was easy and it was fun, what would it look like? If it was easy and it was fun, like what would I do? What would I think? And I think it's, you're right. Most of us are not trying to have fun. You know, most of us are not trying to, for anything to be easy. It's almost like the opposite. We feel like the harder it is, the better. Like there should be a challenge. There should be a resistance. And yes, but when there's something that we're called to do, when we finally figure out what it is that that thing is that we're supposed to be doing in life, just like you said earlier, most of us have been doing it. Mm-hmm. Most of us have enjoyed. Most of us, it comes kind of natural. I was talking to my sister the other day and she's a great mom and she's raising these kids to be super independent, super amazing. They're all like under five and they're freaking amazing. And I said, you know what? Because she's like, it comes so natural to me. I said, I know it does. I said, you need to go and teach women that are absolutely hating parenthood because they can't figure it out. And these kids have all the control in the world. I'm like, they need to learn how to teach, you know, what comes next. Cause she's like, but would I really be able to, I said, yes, people, I said, I promise you there's moms out there that are desperate that would love to hear what you say, how you say it, what do you do? What do you don't do? And I think for so many of us, we don't really understand that what we're great at, what comes natural could be our superpower. It could be the thing that really lights us up and brings us joy and the thing that we're supposed to be doing, you know, to be able to help others. So 
I love that you took that time to slow down. That's probably one of the main reasons why we're here talking. I don't think, I think when people don't slow down, they don't, again, they don't listen. They don't pay attention to really what's going on. What do you think about that? I definitely agree. I mean, even when I took that four weeks off, it was a request of my provider to take time off. And she had been requesting, requesting it for a while. And it was hard for me to make that decision to say, you mean like take off from work? And then I said, okay, well, if I take off, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to uh-huh. do this. <laughs> okay. But I want you just to sit. So once I understood what it meant to sit and allow myself to receive and allow myself to get still, and then I saw what came for me, um, I realized, well, wow, now I, now I need to do this more often. Because even with the four weeks, I was, she wanted me to do eight. And at the end of my four weeks, I was like, wow, I wish I had listened. And yeah. it took more time. So now, even with coaching, I already know once I uh, shift and move to it full-time and I'm able to let go of my full-time career, I will have planned downtime because I know that downtime will allow me not only to rejuvenate and recharge, but it will allow my creative spirit to come in. So when I get to next, I'm making that decision that is aligned with my purpose versus just doing what sounds good or what looks good or what what I think is good. Yes, I agree. I think so many of us think that the faster we go, the more we do, the better. And it's like, when you do less, sometimes that actually helps you to do more. It's like when you slow down, you sometimes, if not oftentimes, you do go faster in the direction that you need to go in, as opposed to, I always think of like a hamster on a wheel. I'm like so many people, so many of us are living our life just like that little hamster. We are going like 50 million miles an hour. Like, and we're thinking we are going somewhere and we are going there fast and we get off and we're in the same exact place, if not worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, we need to wake up and realize that you know, life, number one, life is so short. And we came here for a reason. Like, I feel like we each have, and you know, you being also teaching women how to find their purpose or people in general, I don't know if you do women, men, et cetera. But I feel like each of us have like some unique purpose, like this unique reason why we were brought to this earth. And even if it's doing the same thing that our neighbor's doing, but the unique thing in the equation is us, that makes that whatever we're doing differently. I don't know, for me, I'm like, I would rather spend the rest of my life trying to figure out what that is and being in search of it than being somewhere where it's like, I know this is not it, but I'm just going to stay here because it pays the bills, because it's comfortable, because it's familiar. I mean, I don't know, like, and I talk to people and they're kind of looking at me like I'm crazy because they're like, well, no, but I need to, you know, pay the bills and I need, and I'm not telling anyone to like quit their jobs and go do that full time. I'm just saying the little extra time that you have invest it wisely in trying to figure out what it is that you were created for because once you figure that out there's this joy and something amazing I don't know if it happened to you when you figured out what you were supposed to do finally but there's something super cool that happens like there's a void that's filled and you almost feel whole right yeah that's exactly how I feel and even um you know in nursing I, I watch nurses retire from their positions they've been there 30 years 40 years 50 years and I remember sitting there one day saying, I can't see myself sitting here another five years, let alone 20 or 30. Like, I just can't do it. 
Um, and then even with that, um, you know, I, I can get very opinionated uh, when it comes to certain things. And then I started recognizing that no matter how high my education was, no matter how experienced I was, I was in a situation where my opinion might matter it may not matter because I was working for a major organization and they had their own business that they had to focus on. So with that, I said, even my creativity is limited. So I recognize, well, I can't do limited creativity and then myself just to get through the day, just to pay my bills. There has to be something else. And, um, and, and yes, I do have people looking at me. I remember when I, told my coworkers that I, oh, I'm a life coach. I had silence. Even with my family members, it was silence. Like, okay, but what about nursing? I said, I'm always going to be a nurse. But yeah, I, I get people looking at me. But at the same time, I recognize that it is my uniqueness. It is my purpose. It is my desire that I found. And a lot of people have not yet gotten to that point where they're able to say, oh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Now I get it. Yeah, you're right. I, I once heard someone say that the person that is chasing their dreams, achieving their goals in pursuit of their purpose, they will never look at you like you're crazy when you share your big dreams and goals. They're going to inspire you, encourage you, empower you. It's only people that are not yet there that are either they've resonated, you know, they're like, I've resigned myself to just, you know, this is good. Mm-hmm. Not knowing there's something great. It's like good can be the robber of the great all day long. And some people just because it's okay, just because it's good. It's not terrible. It's not bad. I'm okay. I'm not like overjoyed, but I'm not like, I don't hate it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, like, you know, I feel like that's even a worse place to be than like when you hate something. Cause then at least, you know, like feel emotion, you know, don't just be like still right. stuck in this like good place. Um, I always, you know, one thing that I share with like friends and family clients, I'm like, you know, go out there and just do what you love to do. Like, it doesn't have to make you happy all the time, but if you love it, it just, it feels so good. Like stop doing things just because you've always done them. Yep, I agree. You don't don't have to do that. So um, what is it that as you kind of figured out, you know, what you wanted to do and and you decided to do transformational coaching, what about it like gives you joy? What about it, you know, makes you happy? Um, because one of the things that I share on this podcast, as I had shared with you and um, I offered you the opportunity is I want women that are listening. Well, we have some men, but mainly women that are listening, anyone that's listening as they listen, if they're like, you know what, if she can do it. So can I, if she can step out and pivot and she has this, you know, good job, pays her well. She obviously sounds like she's doing something right because she kept on moving up. I want people to understand that they can pivot just because it's good doesn't mean it can't be great. If you have some inclination, if you have a little gut feeling, if you have that inner voice that's saying, you know, there's something more out there. I want them to find the courage, even if like they say, it's 20 seconds of insane courage that they're able to find, but that they find it and that they find it through inspiration, through, you know, listening to people's stories, just like we're, you know, sharing yours today. But for you, what is it that brings you joy? What makes you, you know, want to continue doing it? Want to continue getting better and learning and all that good stuff? Well, at heart, I'm a giver and a nurturer. Um, You're a nurse, that's why. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I said, I I bring up my marriage because in that marriage, I gave and got hurt, but I realized I gave to the wrong person. In coaching, 
I'm able to give to people in an unlimited way where it only benefits me and them. So what I look forward to, and it never fails, I could be having a, a bad day, struggle day, busy day, whatever. When I know I have a client that I'm about to call, and I call them just to hear their voice when they answer the phone and they're so excited to talk to me, even if it's they had an aha moment or it's like, oh, I've been waiting. I couldn't wait to talk to you. I wanted to share this. I, I've been going through this. It's like they've been waiting on me because they know by talking with me, it's going to help their lives go further. They're going to grow and they are so excited. And each time it's amazing um, because I'm just like, wow, I helped them get to this point just by talking with them. And a lot of times I'm not always giving them advice. I'm just directing them and helping them figure it out. But it, it's, it's, it's so amazing just to hear the excitement and even the aha moments and even the times when there's been sadness and tears and hear them on the phone just to have that breakthrough moment where they realize I can have this safe space. I can let go and now I can go on to the next step. I mean, it's priceless. Yeah. It's very priceless. I look forward to it each time. I agree. I, you know, they say when you're giving, it's like when you could be like the truest yourself, like the most happy. They say if you're ever like depressed or just don't feel good, go and give. Give your time, give of yourself, give, give away something, like do something that's going to bless someone else. And it's almost like immediately you're blessed. Immediately you feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, a mentor one time that she told me that she went through a, a really bad separation and her kids during, I forgot what holiday it was either Christmas. I think it was Christmas. They were away um, with their dad and she was literally alone because her parents had like disowned her. So it was a really bad situation. She goes, I was suicidal. I was depressed. It was terrible. She said, the only thing I could figure out how to do was I would go volunteer at a hospital. Okay. She's like, and that literally like scooped me out of the place that was at. And I think so many times, you know, coaching is kind of like that. It's yes, it's a transfer of energies, you know, with the money and the knowledge and and the support that we offer, but it's such a beautiful transfer of those energies that, you know, they're grateful, we're grateful. It's like this, this mutual gratitude of, you know, they help you understand that, man, like this feels great to be able to support someone in the way that I'm doing. And they're like, Thank you, Lord, You know, there's someone that's able to guide me and support me during this specific time. Hey, friend, just one more interruption. I promise it's the last one, but I am just so excited to share something super special with you. It is called the Impact GPS, and it is a brand new life group coaching program where we will do a live teach each week along with a weekly deep dive session where you're going to have the opportunity to get one-on-one coaching from me every single week. I am so excited to share all I've learned with you over the last year and a half and actually even before then since I've been an entrepreneur for almost 20 years. Best part is that I'm still learning because I've decided to invest in myself this year heavily and I'm working with an incredible coach and as I learn and implement, I'll then come back and share it all with you. Us working together equals when I grow, you also grow. So let me tell you what you're going to learn inside of Impact GPS. Number one, how to build an authentic personal brand online. One where you're going to have a secret weapon. What is that secret weapon? You. You are the one that's going to make that authentic personal brand unique. 
Second, how to take your specialized knowledge, package it up, and share it with those who will pay you and thank you for it. And lastly, how to create your unique offer using my 3WH signature system, the what, who, where, and how of your special offer. Make sure to send me a DM if you want an early application to the Impact GPS. I'm not holding back anything. I'm sharing it all with you. Send me a DM via Instagram. It's at LeslieRegalado26. I will see you there and let's get back to the episode. And it's it's beautiful the way it works out. So that's exciting that that's what you enjoy because I agree that's kind of one of the things that I enjoy the most and as you were saying at the beginning of but I'm like let me let her finish when you said that um they're waiting on you and I just want the listeners to hear that and hear it like clearly if they take anything away from today's um interview with you with you sharing their story that there's people that are waiting out there for us there's people that are praying for the for the solution that we are able to offer them even though we have no clue that what we have is a solution sometimes, right. that there's people that are out there that are waiting, that people that are, you know, a friend of mine calls it a, like they're assigned to us. I'm like, you're right. There's people that are assigned to us. And if we don't take that very first step towards that direction that we're being called to, to take, what's going to happen to them? You know, it's mm-hmm. a huge responsibility that we have to take as such. I think so many people are like, eh, you know, like I kind of feel kind of, no, if you feel that, like, pay attention because just like those people that go your clients that are waiting for you there's people out there that are waiting for whoever you are that's that's listening and you know praying for you not knowing that it's you you're not knowing that it's them but when you actually have that courage to take that first step it's like this this little magnet you know it brings you together so I don't know do you ever feel like that like there's people that are assigned to you yes actually with all three of my clients um that I first received um I know all of them personally on some level, and I never thought that they would need me in that manner. And once I started working with them and understanding their story, I was like, oh, I can help you there. I can help you here. I can help you with this. And then and even one of my uh, initial clients, my very first client, actually, you know, I focus on women, but my very first client was a male. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> didn't plan it that way. It just kind of fell in into place. But the way that I was able to help him, you know, I never thought I could help a man in that way. And he actually never thought he would be getting this help from a woman. And um, like I said, you know, I've known him for a few years and I was just like, wow, he was like the most ideal client. He was like the perfect client in so many different ways. And each time we speak, I'm like, wow, um, okay. <laughs> uh, awesome. it, it's been great. And all my clients since then, I, I think my most recent client that I received, I'm like, this is my ideal client. Everything she listed that she needed help with, I was like, I got you on that. I can, I can do this. <laughs> we, have, we can get to a better place. Yeah. So yes, it's been like a magnet. Um, and that's what's been amazing. Um, I haven't had to, as of yet, turn anyone down to say, we're not a fit. Because everyone that's come to me, even those people who weren't able to do the coaching with me, they were still a fit for me. So they are not right now, maybe later. Um, and maybe I'll be able to catch them later on in life um, when they're able to 
you know, navigate down that road. But so far, it's been, it's amazing the magnets that have come to me. That's amazing. Well, and that's what happens when we finally make that decision to go down the road that we're supposed to be on, you know, the one that we keep on like trying to ditch. It's like, nope, not that way. So we're running the opposite direction. Once we actually decide, you know what, Lord, like you said earlier, let go of the wheel, let him take it. I mean, I believe in God. So I'm always like, look, God, just take the wheel. Cause right now I am not doing my job. And it just, like you said, it just, it, it goes in the direction that it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so much less resistance. I think we're the ones that cause so much of that resistance because we're yeah. trying to go this other, we're trying to force ourselves into this other direction. And it's like, nope, just if you, if we just like let ourselves be, mm-hmm. I just feel like things definitely do work out. And it's like these divine downloads left and right when you're going down the right path. Like there's not like as big of a struggle. There's struggle, but I think most of it is mindset struggles. Mm -hmm. It's not really the other kind of struggles that we are used to when it comes to trying to force ourselves in a direction that we're not supposed to be in. I agree. And when I look back, I think, well, for me, the most unhappiest times in my life were the times where I was trying to control my life the most control situations, trying to fix people that really didn't want to be fixed, trying to make a situation better where it's like, you know, you just need to leave this because this is not for you. So now I can say I'm at my happiness, happiest. I'm living my best life. I'm, I am the best version of myself. And it's because I let go. Yeah. You know, I, I let go and I look back and I'm like, I was supposed to let go a long time ago, <laughs> but I just kept holding on. But, you know, sometimes you need those lessons. So now I'm able to take those lessons and share them with my clients of let go and let that road come to you because what you're holding on to is obviously not meant to you, meant for you. So um, I can give them that advice from my experience and I help them um, with that in a much better fashion than I would have if I had never experienced it myself. I agree. I definitely agree. I think there's, you know, whatever you went through through your divorce, whatever you went through in that relationship, I feel like so much of that is such um, such an amazing experience when it comes to you playing out the lessons. You know, the experience probably wasn't amazing. It's just the lessons that can come out of that. <laughs> I can't even imagine it being, you know, amazing, but you being able to pull out those lessons so you can now they have, they have a bigger purpose, obviously, you're able to share them with these women and or men that you're working with. And that's, um, that's wonderful, because I think so many things that we go through, we're always questioning, like, why, how, you know, etc. A lot of it, like you mentioned, we do put ourselves in a lot of situations that, like, we're, we're there, because, you know, we kind of sort of choose, it, you know, not on purpose. But like you said, we're trying to control it, we're trying to change this person, we have this hope, this belief, and it's like, no, I was telling them, um, I do, I teach CCD class for church and I was telling the kids earlier, we're talking about the 10 commandments. And one of them is um, like, don't cheat on your wife, you know, or husband. And uh, the kids were like, well, what if this? And what I said, you know what? I said, when people treat you bad, I said, when they behave a certain way, believe them. Yeah. I said, believe them. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what they tell you. I don't think, I don't care what you think, what you believe about them. I said, when, what they're showing you, that is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think as human beings, if we just did that, if, like, if we actually pay attention to what's going on in the way we're acting, the way they're treating us, the way they speak to us, et cetera, like just believe yeah. what you hear and what you see instead of having this idea in your brain. And it's like, no, but it, it could be this way. Well, yeah, it could, but is it? Right. 
you know? Yeah, that's that whole, um, you know, I read uh, Eckhart Tolle's book, uh, The Power of Now. And with living in the now, you accept things for what they are, not what they could be. And that also includes people. Accept them for who they are and then love them as such. And that's even helped me, you know, now that I'm single in my dating life, um, before, you know, with, with, with my um, ex-husband, we were dating and with previous boyfriends, it was like, oh, well, you know, it could be this, it could be that. Yeah. And then when things weren't that way, I'd get upset and frustrated. Yes. Like, when I see someone for who they are and accept, oh, well, you're just going to be the bad communicator or you're just going to be inconsistent and I accept, oh, you're inconsistent. I don't get angry at them. I just expect them to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And then I can say, do I want this? Is this going to work for me? Yeah, maybe I can. Or no, nope, that won't work for me. Let me move on. And with that, there's no hard feelings between uh, me and them. And I'm able to move on without having any hurt in my heart because I didn't subject myself to being let down. Oh, I love that. Oh, I think that's that's amazing. You know, I know this conversation is taking like a different direction. But I think this is so good. I think women specifically as women, you know, we're so hopeful. <laughs> we're so, we have expectations instead of standards so often, you know, expectations, we're expecting them to do better, to be better, to grow up, to mature, to whatever. And it's like, it's standards, honey, standards. We need to have high standards, not accept less than what it is we're going to accept. Because the minute we choose expectations over standards, it's kind of like, we're hoping something's going to change. But I love what you said that you went from hoping that something would happen to now it's like, okay, can I deal with this? Is this what I want? Yes, great. Nope. All right, let's move on. So you're not wasting time, energy, and all the emotions that you were previously. Yeah, and it allows you to live in your truth because when you ask yourself, can I live with this? You have to be true with yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's a lot of things that I've noticed with women who are dating, it's like they're not honest with themselves because they want to appease so they can be in that relationship because they hope things would change. Yeah. But the truth is when you're honest with yourself and you can say, mm, that sounds good. However, that's not me. I'm not, I can't be that partner that you're looking for. I will be unhappy if I am. When we're real like that, it's easier to walk away and and be able to speak the truth to say, oh, I have to say no because of X, Y, Z. I can't be that partner. Um, and then it lets that person know it's not necessarily you're a bad person. It's we won't we won't work out. It's right. So. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So anything we're gonna finish up because you know, when I click with someone, I just, I've told this to everyone that I've been talking, I'm like, man, I click with all the, all of you all, which is beautiful, but I do have to stop the conversation at one point because people can't listen forever. Although I could talk forever, not everyone will listen forever. So I want to finish up with this, Paula. What is, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that you feel would be of value? Um, something that, you know, we haven't already talked about that you just kind of want to leave them with. Yes, I think the most important thing we can all do or do for ourselves is become the most authentic version of who we are. And that involves, number one, taking the first step to get still, to figure out who you are, what you're about, what your purpose is, and 
what you and uh, what your true intention is when it comes to people. Are you able to help people with healing, with business growth, whatever? Once you get still, the next most important step is to believe in yourself and then live in your truth. And when you live in your truth, you have to be willing to always be your true self, no matter what, because you will always have people who would try to discourage you. You always have people who would try to tell you to do something different. You will have people who will straight up tell you that's not a good idea. But once you've accepted your truth and you're living in your truth, it doesn't matter what somebody else says. And then the overall reaching aspect of that is find out what you value in your life. What is the most valuable thing and then put your energy into that. Love it. Thank you so much. Okay, so last bit is where can people go to find you? Where can people connect with you in case there is anyone interested, either just to connect period because they like listening to you or whether it's because they're interested in learning um, the support that you offer, where can they go? Okay, well, my name for across my social media is Paula Nicole Good, and Nicole is spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-E, Good is G-O-O-D-E. Um, Facebook is probably the best place to find me. I do a lot of my live videos. I do a lot of my posting from there. I have links where you can talk to me directly. You can find other avenues of how to get in touch with me. Wonderful, perfect. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Love talking to you. Um, like I said, I could talk for probably quite a while longer, but um, I appreciate your time and you being willing to be real and raw with your story and just sharing all the different directions that we went in today's conversation because we didn't go like linear, but I appreciate it. And thank you so much for your time, Paula. Awesome, same. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening. You could be doing so many other things with your time and you're here and that's an honor. Thank you for spending this time with me. We have more inspiring, incredible guests joining us in the upcoming weeks. So make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes and leave a review if you enjoy listening to this podcast. Each time one of our listeners rates and leaves a review, this podcast reaches more people. And that's the goal, to inspire hundreds of perfectly imperfect human beings to dream again, to pursue a life where they feel joy and one that they are excited to wake up up to every single day and if this episode resonated with you and inspired you to believe that if she can then so can you then go ahead and share it with at least one person you know who you think would benefit from listening to this episode don't think twice about it you never know how special you thinking of them can make them feel send them the link via email send it to them via text or share it on instagram right now and tag me at les regalado 26 it's a free resource and you never know who will listen and will be grateful that you shared it I'll make sure I share your tag on my stories. Sending you lots of love. Have a wonderful day. Until next time.